Hey guys, this is Anna. So today we'll definitely be starting out with the news. Um, pretty darn big news, I would say, about the LGBT civil rights legislation passing the House. You know, so it's still, I believe, it has to pass the Senate, you know, and then get signed by the president. But let's be honest, Biden is... I don't see any reason why Biden would not sign it. So we are definitely going to start off the program with that. Um, there are definitely some other things I want to talk about, um, it, you know, after this. So this is not going to be, you know, like necessarily like the main topic of this episode, though it kind of like, that. okay, that wasn't the main, the intended main topic for this episode. And it's not really, but um, yeah, so it's, you know, pretty darn big. Um, so yeah, let's just jump right in. So, every Democrat in the House, um, voted for the Equality Act, along with three Republicans, Brian Fitzpatrick of Pennsylvania, John Catco, New York, Tom Reed of New York. Every other Republican voted against it. Surprise, surprise. Not. Because we all know that Republicans have no morality. Like, they just simply have none. So... Not not a shocker, but anyway, so what this was, it's, um, so yeah, passed on a uh, 224 to 206 vote, and so basically what this act would do, for those who don't know, is it, acts, it adds sexual orientation and gender identity to existing federal civil rights legislation, banning discrimination against LGBT people on the job in public housing, public, sorry, public accommodations, and in housing and in other areas. And it would also expand the definition of public accommodations, banned from, banned from discriminating against all categories of people under federal law. And so, yeah, this is this is a pretty darn big thing, um, big thing for pretty much everyone. Uh, you know, conservatives are just shook at by this. They are not having it right now. And for those of us who are on the left and LGBT, obviously very, very good news. Um, very welcome news and well long past due. Very well long past due. Remember when I just said about a minute ago that conservatives weren't having it? Yeah, I mean, they weren't having it. So now we're going to kind of uh, bring the discussion down. You know, it, we're kind of moving past the celebration phase. And let's discuss what one Republican congressman had to say about um, LGBT people, trans people more specifically. But, you know, this is LGBT people in general, but. You know, this is a transgender Christian podcast, so we're going to focus probably a bit more on the trans part of this. So Greg Stube, I, I don't even know if that's how it's pronounced. And you know what? Honestly, I really don't care. I'm sorry. I don't care. He, of course, a Republican from Florida. Here's what he said about on the end about the Equality Act yesterday. So he read from Deuteronomy, A woman must not wear men's clothing, nor a man wearing women's clothing. For the Lord your God detests anyone who does this. Now, here's his commentary on this. Now, this verse isn't 
concerned about clothing styles, but people determining their own sexual identities. It's not clothing or personal style that offends God, but rather the use of one's appearance to act out or take on the sexual identity um, different from the, one, from the one biologically assigned by God at birth. In his wisdom, God intentionally made each one into each individual uniquely either male or female. When men or women claim to be able to choose their own sexual identity, they are making a statement that God did not know what he was doing when he created them. <sighs> so close and yet so far. Like it really amazes me at just how close this guy was at getting it correct. Like, he really is close. Like, he really is. Like, let's not pretend he wasn't. <laughs> this man was actually really darn close to getting it correct. And then he just veers off, to, just veers off the highway into just nonsense land. And so let's go back through what he said. You know, now, you know, basically what he said, you know, it's not clothing or personal style that depends with God, but rather the use of one's appearance to act out or take on a sexual identity difference. <sighs> no. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It's hard to, it's hard to explain. Okay. We let screw it. We're not even going to go to, okay. We're not even going to explain where he went wrong. We're just going to say what diverse actually means. Cause like just the logic loops he has to jump through are just too much. Like. I, I, I can't even. Like, my brain is incapable of going through the sleeps. So what is the verse actually saying? The verse is warning against people doing dressing as the opposite sex for deception. God hates deception. Okay? Like, is that even controversial to say? Like, do I need to bring up Bible verses to prove that God hates deception? Like, no. Like, okay, this should be pretty darn self-evident, you know? Um, and that's literally what this verse is warning against. Like, he's saying he does not want people dressing up as members of the opposite gender, nor opposite section, more rather, um, in order to deceive others. Now... Is a trans person who does identify, like, it has been shown time and time again that this identity is legitimate, you know, for taking efforts to, you know, socially live as, you know, like, this is something they truly identify as, you know, this actually is beneficial for them to identify as, you know, and dress as, you know, and we're not fooling anybody about what they are, you know, they, they are trans, you know, we're not pretending to be cis, you know. Or even non-binary people, like, no, like, I'm non-binary, you know, I was born this way, just identify as non-binary, therefore I, and I choose to present as this, like, that's not deceiving anyone. Like, a trans woman wearing women's clothing is not deceiving anyone. Like, a trans woman is not pretending to be a cis woman. Like, I'm not pretending to be a cis woman when I dress in women's clothing. Like, I know I'm a trans woman. You know, and not only that, like, I am living as a woman. It would be more deceptive for me to be, you know, dressing in men's clothing. Because I'm claiming, because I'm pretending, because I'm dressing as something that I'm not living as, not nor do I identify as. 
Like, this verse has not, is not the anti-trans verse I think it is. In fact, I would say it's actually a rather trans-affirming verse. So, like, yes, God, I actually do think that God detests cis people dressing up as members of the opposite sex for deceiving purposes. You know, whether it be sexual or not. Like, but it's not saying that trans women who, you know, you know, basically saying trans women shouldn't dress as women. Like, that's literally not what it's saying. Like, it has nothing to do with that. You you, you are completely just stretching the definition by any means. So, like, this guy, he's close, but oh my gosh, he just veers off so far off the track. But yeah, people, please don't, please don't get fooled by conservatives who think that this verse is an anti-trans verse. It's not. It's in no way an anti-trans verse. Okay? Like, it, it's just straight up not. And so, yeah, um, good news. Um, you know, LGBT civil rights have passed the House, you know, and now I just got to get it past the Senate. Uh, bad news, conservatives are using the Bible and to argue against civil rights and they have no idea what underface verses actually mean. And so, yeah, we are going to take a quick break. We're going to come back and talk about some other things, such as accountability. So, yeah, um, we'll listen to our sponsors and then we'll be right back. All right, so we are back and... This segment, I just kind of, I don't know, want to just kind of think about accountability a bit. So this is something that is kind of been just tingling on the back of my mind. So like, I guess I'm kind of just using this as an excuse to kind of just brainstorm my uh, thoughts and feelings about this, to be honest. So a lot of this was kind of brought on... Um, well, some of it has been kind of lingering in the past, uh, from the past, where, to be honest, I've never really had much accountability, and I still don't for a lot of things. I mean, it really kind of made something that, like, I just knew I had to start thinking, really seriously thinking about after Ravi Zacharias, you know? Um, how, how did he get away with so many just abhorrent things, you know? Sexually abusing and raping those women, was because there was no accountability. Like, the guy literally refused, like, refused to comply with investigations into himself. And they just let him get away with it. Like, it really, like, his story, I think, really just goes to show the dangers of not having any accountability. And it really made me, been kind of forcing me to look at my own life, like, the fact that I am just not really held to account by anyone. Like, right now I'm kind of held to account because by not having a job because of the YWCA. And to be honest, you know, and that's something that's just been really weighing on me. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, I have been feeling, like, stupid amounts of depressed for not having a job yet lately. Like, stupid amounts of depressed. But, you know, not even just that, you know, other things. Like, my spiritual walk. Who am I held to account to in my spiritual walk? Nobody. Like, I straight up have no one that I am held accountable to, you know? How about my finances? 
Nobody. I don't have anyone in my life who I am held to account to for my finances. You know, really, anyone, anything, my any of my life choices, nothing. No one's there to hold me accountable, really. I don't have anyone, you know, to hold me accountable for, you know, sins I commit, you know, or, you know, my just my spiritual state in general. I'm not part of a church. You know, I so I don't have a church body to go to, you know, I don't have a mentor, you know. Don't really have that wise older Christian to go to, you know, or anything. Not really a part of a Christian community at all, in all honesty. Even an online one. Because I simply straight up don't have online access. I don't have for life choices, you know, or things I do with my life finances. I ain't held accountable to anyone. Don't have a roommate. Don't have a spouse. Don't live with my parents. The only kind of life choice I'm accountable for right now is getting a job because the YWCA expects me to because we're paying for my apartment currently. And even then, I've been kind of dragging my feet, if I'm honest. Until recently, that is because, well, i just been feeling too depressed for not having a job. Fact is, I don't really have anything to push me forward, to keep me on the right path, to tell me to knock it off or get something done. Like, I just straight up don't, and I guess I've really gone lax in so many ways. It's straight up not healthy. You know, and to be honest, I'm kind of scared about just turning out to be, you know, everything that my parents were scared you know, threatened me with being, you know, my parents, when I was a toddler, you know, one of the ways they abused me was telling me I was going to grow up to be a good-for-nothing loser, lazy person. Kind of scared I am straight on my way down there now with how terrible my life choices have been, you know, not having a job yet. Scared of ending up like that. I'm scared of ending up being spiritually ineffective, not really following God, because who am I able to account to? Who do I have to go to learn with, to grow with? Who's there to hold me responsible for anything I do? No one. Straight up nobody. And in some ways, that's scary. On the other hand, a lot of me doesn't want that. I kind of like not being held too accountable to anyone. I like just kind of doing whatever the hell I want. I recognize that's not healthy, though. But at the same time, what real motivation do I have to try to find accountability, to be part of a church body? To be held accountable for finances or my life choices. My life has fallen apart spectacularly in many ways. I've hit rock bottom several times. Doesn't really mean anything to me anymore. Not really motivation anymore. Don't really have motivation to do anything if I'm being honest. I don't really feel much motivation outside of depression now to improve my life in any way. Even then, 
I can go a long way if my depression. I was suicidal for quite a few years because my dysphoria. I've got, I, you know, I lived a lot long, you know, I, I faced suicidal a lot, tendencies a lot. I've learned, you know, you can go a lot longer than you really think you can. Suicidal thought feelings ain't exactly the biggest motivator anymore. Kind of like, what do you do now? Hmm. Be honest, I'm not really sure. And I guess it's really just even more reason why I should have accountability at the end of the day. The fact that I don't have any motivation for it. The fact that I don't really feel any need for it is even more reason why I should. Kind of seems contradictory in many ways. But I guess it really just shows at the end of the day. Kind of the pride in my heart that I have not dug out. That the pride that I can live this way forever. And everything will just be fine. Well, I know it won't. My life is just going to end up even worse. And yet I keep living on this way. I don't make any strides to really improve it. Guess it all kind of comes back to pride at the end, isn't it? Lack of accountability, not wanting to improve your life, you know, thinking you could just live this way, things will be all right. Pride is one, one hell of a stumbling block. Anyway, that's all I really got for this topic. We will be right back after this um, little break. Hey guys, this is Anna. So if you enjoy my content, whether it's my blog or my videos, or maybe even both, hopefully, uh, feel free to support me on Patreon. The link is in the description below, though you can look me up on Patreon just, you know, by looking up Anna Hudak. And so if you do, we have three tiers, $3, $5, and $10. At $3, the main reward is getting the podcast early. At $5, you get several rewards, um, including some things that I, unfortunately, am not really able to fulfill on at the moment due to the fact I don't have internet at my place yet, um, which is uh, access to um, research papers. Um, I, I When I do have access to internet, I am always working on those. I've right been lately working on one about trans youth and what the science says about them. But especially at $5, I think the most enticing reward is getting access to all my videos on YouTube early. And then on the $10 tier, you get one to two videos early. You can suggest videos and podcast topics, among other things. And so feel free, once again, the link will be in the description below to support me on Patreon. I also You can also do one-time payments through Cash App, Venmo, and PayPal if that's the route you would rather go. Anyway, thanks for listening. And for those who do choose to financially support, thank you especially. All right, so we're back. So in this last segment, I just kind of want you to chill out a little bit, you know. We, we kind of talked about some serious stuff in the last two segments, so. Let, 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 let's just kind of, you know, sit back and chill out, you know, relax a little bit before we go our separate ways. 
So I I am on Twitter, you know, I used to be like super active back when I had um, steady access to the internet, you know, as opposed to now where it's only whenever I go to the library or my parents. But um, yeah, one of the things that I am most known for among my longer time Twitter followers is my fake pretentiousness, or that is my um, how willing I am to bash uh, people fervor entertainment. Uh, gosh, what what is it? Um, leanings, you know. I can't think of the words, but you know what people like in entertainment, namely anime and Avatar: The Last Airbender. <laughs> you know, um, I I am quite famous for um, kind of going off on people for liking certain things, and most of what I do is completely performative. Okay, I want to make that clear, like. When I bash people for liking anime and just go on my anti-anime rants, you know, it is, it's all for show. I I don't really believe the majority of stuff, or if I do, it's not anywhere too close to the degree that I say it. You know, it, it's all for show, you know. Um, but there is one thing. There is one thing that... I am not joking when I say that genuinely ticks me off about people's entertainment likings. And that is just the cult that surrounds Avatar The Last Airbender. So they announced that there's going to be a new studio devoted to Avatar The Last Airbender. And they will be making shows and all this stuff, you know, to expand the lore. <sighs> all right. I Why? Just, just, just why? And and I actually want to I want, want to know like why? And like I I want to make it clear this is not my me performing you know going on my anti anime rants you know like better just for show like I actually don't understand the love for Avatar Last Airbender as well like <clears throat> I do, and that that the people who watched it you know and love it were saw as children. And, you know, that's why they love it, because they saw it as kids. And when you're a kid, you don't understand what's good and what's not good. And because, I'm sorry, this show is not good. It's really not. Like, I didn't see it until I was an adult. And it just amazes me at just how bad the characters are. Like, these characters are so damn one-dimensional. You know exactly what the hell we're going to do at every fucking time. Like, they, like, you can literally predict everything before it, like, even starts. Like, and, and I, I want to make it clear. That's not necessarily bad. Okay, like, the only reason it's bad is because this is supposedly the greatest animated show ever made. Like, no, I'm sorry. No. You, it, when you have bad characters, predictable-ass characters, where you know exactly what we're going to do every time, terrible storylines, you know, horrid pacing. I mean, just horrid pacing. Season two. Oh, my God. Oh, gosh. 
Don't you know? Don't even get. We're not. We'll be here all day if I if I start ranting about the problems with season two, supposedly the best season of the show, according to all my friends who try who try to get me to love that show just as much as they did. Like, oh my god, that season. Like, oh god. Okay, moving on. Mo moving on from that. You know, terrible voice acting. Like, I'm sorry. Like, there were so many times where I was just like, oh my god. That voice acting is terrible. Like, this is not a that great of a show. And once again, like, I'm not saying it's a terrible show by any means, but it's mediocre at best. And objectively so. Like, I'm sorry. Like, the only reason you think it's the best ever is because you saw it as a kid. And you can't get over your nostalgia for it. Like, it's objectively just mediocre. Like... I honestly would not have a problem at all with this show. You know, I said I made like the bad voice acting um, and the bad and the horrid pacing of season two. If it wasn't considered to be the best show ever, like if people were more reasonable about this show, like, yeah, you know, it, it was an OK show, you know, it was it was entertaining and. Yeah, that's about it, you know, it's just an entertaining show, you know, and it never entered the conversation for best anime shows ever. I would have no problem with the show. In fact, I would probably enjoy it. But, like, I can't enjoy it when there's all these cultish assholes, like, a day, like just, like, brainwashing people into their cult, like, just worshipping it. Like, I have so many adult friends just, like, sharing constantly Avatar memes, Avatar pics, talking about Avatar and how wonderful it is. It's like, oh, my God, what a cult. Like, it's not that good, people. Like, at some point, you have to get past your childhood and recognize, yeah, you know, that, that, that thing I enjoyed as a child really doesn't hold up. It's not that good. But no, these guys continue to say it. But now we're showing it to our children. Tell our children, this is the greatest show ever. And it's like, oh my God. Oh my God. Like, I'm sorry. I genuinely do not want to grow, to live in a world where Avatar is continually worshipped for generation after generation because these cultist parents are indoctrinating their children into the Avatar cult. Oh God, no. that That's horrifying to think about. Like... Ugh. And then my little sister, my youngest sister, joined the cult. Like, no, no. No, don't get me wrong. Like, I'll never call her out to her face or anything, you know, and I hope that she doesn't know of my stuff so she's not listening. Uh, but, you know, like, like, you know, like, I'm not going to bash her, you know. I want to make that very clear. If you're a family or a close friend of mine, I will never bash you or attack you for any of your entertainment likings. Even if I think it's the worst thing ever. Okay, like, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, there, there's nothing, there's nothing I'll bash you over. If you're, since, you know, those of you listening are pretty much not close friends or family, yeah, you know what, screw you. I, I, I will judge the hell out of you. Okay, mostly, mo mostly jokingly, and to put on a show, I want to make that clear. Except for Avatar, Avatar, I want to make it clear. I am not putting on a show for this. Like, I genuinely don't get it, and it really, genuinely, like, ticks me off. Like, just the cult the show has. Like, 
just mediocre ass show. It objectively mediocre. Like, oh my gosh. What's wrong with what, what what's wrong with her society? Like people there are better things to get infatuated by. Star Trek. I don't know, like even Marvel is better. And I don't think Marvel's that great. You know, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I don't know, Elder Scrolls, Lord of the Rings. You know, when I grew up, do you know what I watched when I was a kid? World War II documentaries. Like, you learn stuff from those. Like, watch something to learn. Like, oh my gosh. Like, I spent so many hours as a kid. Like, that was what I watched. was like black and white World War II documentaries. And you know what? I loved them. Like, and like all of them are better than Avatar. And were more entertaining too. Even as a kid, I found them more entertaining than than I found Avatar as an adult. Hey, I found it more and more entertaining than pretty much any kid show. Just guess what? For entertaining, because you're learning stuff. Hey, come on, guys! Come, come, come on! Wait, oh gosh. Anyway, let's talk about something that actually is entertaining. You know, speaking of entertaining. Uh, or at least it will hopefully be entertaining. So, CBS All Access for rebranding as Paramount Plus. And so, like, I have got to get this streaming service. Like, I am actually not a huge streaming service person, really. Um, I potentially have Amazon Prime because, you know, it comes with Amazon Prime. <laughs> um, but... I, I actually am using it a lot lately to watch Jack Ryan and Star Trek, but, you know, that's besides the point. Um, and, and eventually Lord of the Rings, you know, whenever they release that, I, you know, I'll, I'll be there watching. But Paramount Plus is going to be, like, the streaming service again. Like, I don't understand why everybody loves, like, Disney Plus or Netflix or, or Hulu, to be honest. Like, they don't really have anything that interests. Like, Disney, first off, why the hell would you give your money to Disney? Like, let's be honest. Like... I'm sorry, I actually will judge you, like, if you give Disney money. I'm not going to judge you for liking Disney. Okay, I want to make that clear. I do not judge you for liking Disney. I understand why you like Disney stuff. Like, I think mostly it's overrated, but I understand. I understand if you like Disney. That is for movies and TV shows, not necessarily for practices. Um, you know, it, like, but giving them money? Yes, I, I will absolutely judge you for giving monopolistic Disney money. Like, please don't ever. Please never give Disney money. <laughs> like, even when Tron 3 comes out. Like, I am not a huge Disney fan, you know. Very few Disney films I'll watch. But Cruella, I am, I, I am seeing that film in Tron 3. Oh my god, Tron 3. I am so hyped. Um... Yeah, I like I, I I'm still gonna pirate them. Like <laughs> I I'm sorry, I'm not giving Disney money. Like I, I absolutely refuse to. But you know, anyway, um you know, you know, even like Netflix and Hulu, like we got nothing, buddy. Like we got nothing. I'm sorry. We got we got, we got nothing worth to watch. Okay, Netflix did. Carmen San Diego now Sanvo. Um but it's still Paramount Plus, like we got so much. We got CBS's back catalog and CBS, I'm sorry, objectively has the best back catalog of any network. Like I don't even know how you argue against that. Like aren't they ones who have it like Adam's family? Or was it the Monsters? I don't remember. Like, I think it was ABC and CBS. Like, one of them had the Monsters, or the other one had Adam's Family. I think CBS had Adam's Family. I could be wrong. But, you know, like, I have Andy Griffith's show. 
I'm pretty certain they also had Honeymooners. Um, didn't they also have Bob Newhart? I could be wrong. They could have been another network. But I Love Lucy. Um, trying to think, you know, I can't think of all, all them off the top of my head. Twilight Zone, you know. Um, but like, they have objectively the best back catalog anywhere. And do you know what they also have? Star Trek. And I have been watching so much Star Trek. I, I love Star Trek, okay? I make that clear. Like, Star Trek is amazing. Uh, definitely my favorite franchise at the moment. But, you know, my, my favorite franchise is always changing. Like, I never have a favorite franchise for, like, all that long. Like, you know, like, as a kid, you know, it was, like, for Spider-Man. Maybe, like, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. No, then it was, like, after Spider-Man, it was, like, Transformers. And Nicole Bay ruined Transformers. Then it went on to, like, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And then... Probably Tron after that was probably the next big one, then like The Tick, and now it's like Star Trek, you know. Probably forgot a few, but you know, that's eh, probably not many, you know. Sonic, oh yeah, I forgot about Sonic. So Sonic was in there, that that was like a huge part of my like, um, pre-teens, you know, like, my pre-teens was basically, in early teen years was probably like all Sonic. Um, Sonic the Hedgehog, you know. Anyway, um... Where was I even going at with this? <laughs> I I ran I really rambled on about that, but you know anyway. So uh, oh yeah, so we know Paramount Plus, you know best um thing, you know Star Trek. We got Star Trek as well, but they're adding a new franchise. One of my favorite video game franchises ever, Halo. Oh my god, I am so ready for that. Like there are not a whole lot of video game franchises I love, but, like, when you, there's a franchise I love, like, the more they release a new game, like, or anything, like a TV show or whatever, like, my, my money's there, like, you got my money. You know, Legend of Zelda, Sonic the Hedgehog, Crash Bandicoot, Elder Scrolls, you know, Halo, I'm trying to think, Crackdown, oh my god, Crackdown, I love it, love it, love it. And... But yeah, I think you kind of got the point. Um, you know, and like they got my money and Paramount Plus they announced it for they've got the Halo TV sh show. So like it was announced a few years ago, but for Showtime and Addison moved over to Par Paramount Plus and it's coming out next year. Like, oh my God, I'm so ready. Like I have been recently starting to dig into Halo lore and I've been replaying through the games, you know, to get ready for Halo Infinite. Nice for the first time ever and kind of getting into like the books, you know, the comic books and all that stuff. And yeah, I am definitely like so ready for that. Like Paramount Plus, you know, whenever I have the money, you got my money. Like Star Trek, Halo. Yeah, but in annual shows, like, oh my God, yeah. Yep, I, I am there. I am there. So yeah, anyway, <laughs> um, that's all I really got for today. If you enjoy my content, feel free to support me on Patreon. The link is in the description below or also via Cash App, Venmo, and PayPal. Um, you know, if you want to ask a question or have general comments, feel free to shoot me an email at anahudoc98 as ohomail.com. But, you know, the email address is in the comment, is in the description box below as well. You know, and if you want, you can have the question or comment right on air. If you choose not to, then, you know, we'll just take, take you know, we'll, I'll just answer your email or answer your comment via email, you know. It doesn't matter. Um, and let me think. Yeah, that's everything. So if you so yeah, have a great day. Peace.